Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. And this week we have a very, very special announcement that we're going to get to shortly. We talk a bit about 3D printing and outdoor stuff. And we join the Korok space program. All that and more, this week's episode, Tabletop Trio podcast. Hello there. Hi. Welcome to... Another episode of Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. And we've got a fantastic episode for you. Uh, Bronson, a little under the weather, so he's not here with us tonight. Um, But I guess we should start off with uh, some not just big news. Huge. Like, gigantic news. Yeah. Like like big ball news? Like big, metallic, silvery ball news. (laughs) The biggest of news. The biggest of like, silvery like balls. Like, high score big news. Like, TTT initials. Huge. Like, have to gonna need a plunger. Big news. <laughs> <laughs> All stopped up and... Wait, where, where are we going again? <laughs> so, we are actually going to be uh, live... At Silver Ball Museum in yes. Asbury Park. Yes. Uh, June 4th. Sunday, June 4th. We will be on site, and then uh, you guys are all, all know, invited, to, all come invited to come play some pinball. And I, I cannot wait to go there because Silver Ball Museum is a big deal. Like, if you're not from New Jersey, you're like, oh, pinball museum, like, meh. This place is legit. Yeah. I, I've been there once before, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was just completely blown away by this place. It's, and I cannot wait for this. It's A, one of my favorite places. Um, there are a ton of pinball machines there. Um, it's one of, like, it's been around forever. Yes. Um, it's one of, like, the big things from Asbury. It's one of the big... Things from New Jersey. It's one of the biggest pinball museums on the East Coast. Um, it is. It's a big deal. So it's huge. We we reached out, thinking you know they're yeah. they're not going to respond. You whatever. Well, because it's always also that like you know one of those like bucket list like man wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, like that was the thing. I was like a shot in the dark. Let me just let me just reach out. You know, we did the the hot sauce festival, and I was like, you know that. That went pretty well. That I think I think that was that went pretty good. Let's let's push our luck. Let's see, you know, how how far this could go. Um and they got back to us and we we are all able to work in the fourth. So that will be I cannot wait for that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll be doing uh an interview with uh someone there. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about the museum. Uh, the history of pinball, all that good stuff. Um, so it's going to be a good old time. And then uh, the following week, um, we'll probably put it up on YouTube, just like we did with the Hot Sauce Festival, mm-hmm. with a significantly more B-roll of us playing pinball. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of that. Um, we're uh, you know, still working on the details and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they have like something like I was looking at their website, silverballmuseum.com, by the way. Um, they have uh, roughly 600 
games in rotation. Mm-hmm. And they have some really old machines from like the 40s. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff up yeah, to modern things. The oldies, the new stuff is there with like the 700 screens and RGBs. And mm-hmm. this is something for everyone. That's it's one of those places where like you'll find something. Oh, yeah. And their prices are super affordable too. Yeah, because they do passes, everything's set to free play. Yeah, like if you, yeah, and that's the cool part about it. Like you go in, you pay your admission fee, and then you just go. Like they're on their website, they have uh, a half day pass up to six hours, mm-hmm. twenty bucks. Yeah, and you if know how you, much pinball you can get in for six hours. <laughs> and if you want to go all day, <laughs> and with the all day and with the six hours and all day stuff, like uh, at least the last time I went, it mm-hmm. was one of those. You go in, you play a little bit. They give you like a wristband, whatever. If yeah. you want to go back out on the boardwalk or you know grab a drink at one of the bars, see a show, something like that, and mm-hmm. come back play more pinball. You got it. Mm-hmm. That's twenty five bucks. Fantastic. You literally cannot beat it. Yeah. Like, how much pinball can you do? There's there's a lot in those. There like, there, there is a lot, but I mean that's a lot of time. For, oh my god! But you got to remember when you have uh, <laughs> what'd you say six six hundred in mm-hmm. rotation? You know, you're gonna be able to get. A lot oh, yeah. in. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to talk to them because it looks like they just opened a location in Florida. Really? Like somewhere down to like Delray Beach, I think it is. That's awesome. So I want to talk to them about, okay, you have this place, super famous, like big Jersey icon, and now you're down in Florida. Like yeah. you're expanding. Well, that's where we all move to retire. Uh, that is true. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would go up to like Maine or something, yeah, I, but I that's just me. Yeah. I, I hibernate north, not south. But yeah, it's... <laughs> Beyond just beside the point. Go north for the winter. <laughs> so that is our uh that is our biggest of news out of the gate. Uh oh, I love it. The second big news. Yes. I and I feel like a lot of our viewers, a few of them in particular, <laughs> yeah, are going to be way more hype than about us. this yes. than us. Yes. But that's understandable. Yeah. It's because it's, it's a big deal. It's large news. It's Lorch. It's chonky news. It's chonky news. Oh, Lord, we coming news. <laughs> we're, we're just going to keep I know. We're just going to keep going. Then. Anytime we have an announcement, it's just. <laughs> it's furly large. I mean, how big could that be? <laughs> so we have so the equipment to my uh, right over here. On screen now. Looks oh, good. thank God I put it in the right angle. Uh, this is going to be our dedicated cat cam. So, we need graphics for it, by the way. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can create something. Like uh, like Godzilla, but like not the suable kind of Godzilla that's just like <laughs> roaring in the corner. I'm picturing just large cat. Oh, that works too. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is our setup. It is going to be very uh, home movie-esque because <laughs> with this uh, particular camera, we can't get rid of the uh, the stuff that's on the screen. Like where it has like the REC. Yeah, like the battery. The sound and, level and battery. Yeah. But I think that makes it look cooler. Yeah, I, I think that, that gives it a little bit of uh, nostalgia touch. But we will have a dedicated uh, cat cam coming soon. Um Trademarked <laughs> <laughs> for the stream. I'm excited for that. I think that'll be fun. 
uh, that's going to be a lot of fun because, like, the cats love hanging out. Yeah, and there's been so many times where it's like, God, God, show me the cat. Give me the cat. <laughs> now it's like, okay, fine. Click. Yeah. There's a cat. <laughs> or, or one of us, like, you like you and Bronson would be talking. I'd be looking off, like, and one of your cats comes around and just, like, takes a bite out of the spinach that's over there. <laughs> yeah, they love lettuce. And if I see that, I can now just grab cat cam and be like, boop. We're doing it live. And give the shot. Yeah. Give the people what they want. That's what Tabletop Dream is all about. This thing has a, for some obnoxious reason, I think it's too shiny, a 60-time zoom. From this angle, it's uh, only a 0.9-time zoom. Yeah. (laughs) That is disturbing. Yeah. There you go. 60. Why does it go that far? I guess if you're recording this stuff, like, who still buys camcorders? I know I have one. Shut up. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's meant for, you know, oh, little little Jimmy's playing soccer or T-ball. Yeah. He's in left field. How do I get a video? So you got to have some zoom on there. Have you seen, though, some of the camera technology that they have nowadays? Uh, I think the the company is like Uzu hmm. or, or we, we, Weevu. Woo woo, weezoo, whatever. It's some kind of like wee woo sound. Wee woo. But it's a company where uh, a lot of like radio stations use this when mm-hmm. they broadcast like high school sports. Mm-hmm. They give a little fob to the referee mm-hmm. and the camera like okay, samples the- like samples like this giant ultra wide lens and it zooms in on the fob. And keeps the fob in shot at all times. Mm. So if the ref is following the play or whatever. Right, following the ref. It follows the ref. Mm. So the ref will always be in shot. Therefore, the ball, in theory, should also always be in shot. Now they got to put that in the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. I can only imagine from, like, my days of having to deal with that. So fun fact. Just like, hey, ref, put this in your pocket. That I'm with radio station. So uh, the the thing in ball, that is actually how we got the first down markers and everything in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's from hockey. Yep, it's from the puck. If anyone was interested, <sighs> the, the the stupid what was it 1995 1996. Yep, was when they decided to put a shitload of sensors on a hockey puck. And then track, like, how fast it goes. And, like, mm-hmm. you could follow the puck on the ice. So you see this giant trailing line. And um, the problem was you're putting it in something that people are literally hitting as hard as they can with a stick. So they kept breaking the pucks. Yeah. And they were like, all right, this they, isn't working for us. They started doing <laughs> it again recently. Did they? Um but stopped after the last couple of years because mm. some of the players were complaining that it puts the puck off balance. Mm. Now, personally, you learn mm. and you deal with it. But, I mean, there have been issues in other sports where, like, I don't know, soccer players would complain because the World Cup ball was shaped differently. Yeah. Like, each one of those little leather squares yeah, the patches. were, like, oddly shaped. So it would affect the ball mm-hmm. in travel and that kind of stuff, and they would complain. But personally, I feel like they need that kind of stuff. Yeah, it keeps it fresh. Yeah. That's how I, I mean, see it. I mean, I'm not going to go into, like, super in-depth, but there was an issue in one of the playoff games in the NHL this past week 
where the puck crossed the line, but they couldn't tell because goalie was on top of puck, pile of players was on top of puck. Mm. And after everything was said and done, the puck was kicked out of the net. Right. But they couldn't tell because they don't have the technology in the puck. Right. But if they did, and they had that technology in the puck, in the goalpost, and everything like that, mm. they'd be able to say, okay, the whistle was blown here. The puck crossed the line at this time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, yes, it's a goal. No, it's not a goal. And it's definitive. Right. That's so easy. That's that's just a garage door sensor. It's not hard. <laughs> but the NHL <laughs> doesn't know what they're talking about. I mean, I know there's more to it because that's just infrared. But uh, you get the point. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I yeah. I mean. So we got a lot of cool things looking forward to. Yeah. So many things. Um, I guess I could bring this up since it's uh, a new cool thing that I, Ooh, I got. New toys. New toys. More new toys. So. Um, that is thin. Holy crap. Yeah, I like taking notes, uh, but I'm terrible at it. And I always lose my notebooks because I'm terrible at it. And I always start taking notes and then forget because I'm terrible at it. You see where this is going. It's It's a trend. So you should see my D and D notebook. So I figure, well, that's the other half. I like write on one page and then I'll flip the page and then I'll write something else. But like the same thing, say like D and D I'll be like 80 gold page, 98 gold page, 33 gold, 12 silver page. Is that new gold? Is that the collection (laughs) of gold? Is that gold that I've spent? I don't know. I don't write that part down. And I keep flipping because I don't want to erase, so I just keep adding. Mm-hmm. And then I filled a notebook with, like, literal garbage. I oh, can't yeah. read any of it. It doesn't make any sense. Basically hieroglyphics. Um, so I figure this hopefully can satiate my uh, ADHD brain and my note-taking brain because it's tech and notes, and it's got an unlimited amount of notebooks. So this is, uh, and we're not sponsored, uh, unless you want to. Be. Unless you want to. Uh, hey. This is the Remarkable. Um, so it is an e-ink tablet. Oh, cool. So it only refreshes, like, basically when you write on it. Um, and you could have a bunch of different folders and then notebooks, and then you could kind of put, like, your templates in there. If you want dotted paper, gridded paper, um, lined paper, big lines, little lines, hexagons is in here, which is cool for making maps because, you know, it's there already. Yeah. Um, so it's got a whole bunch of stuff, and then you could actually import templates. So I was like, I was messing with it. Let's see what we could do. So on my Monday games, I put like a title and then lined paper because I DM on Mondays. So I figured I could write like my DM notes um, with each date and then make a new page and that'll be an easy way to collect all of the notes that I have to take uh, for DMing. I, I thought that was a convenient for me. But on the Thursday game, I'm a player. God, that is so trippy And I wanted that. to see if I could put in the character sheet and uh, damn does it work. Uh, that. So oh, no. Let's see if I could. Here, I'll clear this stuff out. And we'll see if see if we can get a shot of it. Oh, that is so cool. So um in oh, the no. the written in spots, um, you know, 
it's my it's this pen. This is this old guy. Um, but the template part, if I erase it, because the butt of this actually has an eraser, um, if I erase it, it doesn't erase the template. So the template stays. So if I mark my health down or whatever, I don't erase the whole entire health section. So it's kind of nifty. I thought, hopefully, I'm going to try it and, and see how I like it for this. I actually have it for work. Um, it is a little pricey. They are, they are not cheap. Um, Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> However, I'm on their um, website now. God, that is so cool though. For people who have um you want to swap the camera real quick? Yes. Uh for people who have issues um like with uh like if you take out a regular tablet, right? Like if I have like uh like this this big guy who's apparently wet. Um Oh yeah, you got a hole. Got a, oh, I got a hole there. in it. So, uh <laughs> if I take out like my big tablet and I'm using this for D&D, um, the urge is strong to just check Facebook or open up Chrome or, you know, just float on a web page or do whatever. Um, just because it's there. Oh yeah. So I like the idea that this is like a super no frills. There's no browser. There's no nothing. It's for taking notes. So that kind of really keeps cool. my attention at what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, for work, if I have my laptop with me, same rules apply. I'm going to check my email. I'm going to do whatever. I'm not paying attention to what the meeting is. I'm just meh, clowning yeah. around because it's a boring meeting. Yeah, I'm picking up my phone, going on, you know, Instagram, Reddit, whatever. Right. So, with this, it's like, no, I have to, I have to focus on the thing that I was doing. So, I'm going to give this a whirl. Um, I've had it for f about a week now. Um it already came in really handy for my random notes um, because I'm building a, well, I'm not building, I'm redoing my deck outside and like I'm adding some features and we're trying to like, you know, adjust stuff. And I'm very big with like trying to write, um, like draw my plans out, mm -hmm. not to scale, but like close enough. Yeah. And this has been so great for just trying to like figure out, um, you know, what, like my roof thing is going to be and oh, that's cool. where the deck is and what kind of screws we need. And so it's kind of like unlimited pages, um, you know, get the job done. So what you're saying is you're building the outdoors, the summer studios for tabletop trio. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be spoilers, I guess. Um, we have a beer top, uh, beer tap going out outside. We have a, very a two keg beer tap, but we're probably going to fill them with uh, sixers. Uh, so we'll probably have like a triple tap instead of a double. Uh, we're going to have an outdoor kitchen, like a sink and prep area. That's going to be cool. We're going to have a griddle that's natural gas, like a flat top. Oh, nice. And, uh, and our Traeger. So we will have a legit like outdoor cooking area for, that's the, awesome. for the summer cook episodes. That's awesome. <laughs> So, so Cast Iron Kyle will be joining us at some point this summer. <laughs> yes. Yes, he will he will be here with with the, the the cast iron. So that is so cool. That's kind of um that's my my big tech update, I guess, of the week. There really hasn't been a lot of tech news because a lot of things are exploding and people are just like Yeah. Trying to figure out what that's about. <laughs> yeah, not not ideal to have your CPUs just 
spontaneously combust. No, there's there's a lot of people who even tech YouTubers are like cutting sponsorships and just it's there's a lot going on in the, in the tech world, but like none of it pertains to like you know the normal person. It's more of just like drama. <laughs> Gotta love that. Well, you also got some new um a new fo- a follow-up story from last week. Yes. Uh so last week you asked if the filament that I bought that was bendy was mm-hmm. bendy before we print it. I it came in, the first thing I did was open it and then just bend it. And normally when you have PLA filament, when it bends, it's brittle, it'll just snap. It well, if it's dry it'll just snap if it has a little bit of moisture in it it won't snap it'll just start to do that like white crease oh yeah and then if you pull it like one two three it's gone it breaks off uh i took this new filament i just bent the shit out of it and nope it's bendy (laughs) it just it just (laughs) it went right back to what it was so yes for anyone asking fpla it is bendy before you start the more you know. So that is, and I can't wait. Battle. That's, I'm excited to see the what stupid comes out shit of that. you can make. Yeah. Well, cause like, you know, cause you make a bendy benchy. You can <laughs> think about that until now. Here's my benchy. <laughs> it's interesting too. Cause you got to remember like it's flexible. And what, what I've seen everybody printing it, they print hollow. That's normally only done for, like, vases or, like, um, that's pretty much it, vases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't really print hollow because, you know, you need the support because it's going to fall apart otherwise. But I guess that's kind of the whole point of the flexible PLA is that you need it to flex. You know, now that we talk about that, how, how do supports work? Because normally supports are super brittle easy enough to break off from what I've seen anyway. Well, there's like, in, well, there's infill support and then there's like the regular supports. So the regular supports are on the outside and those are printed in such a way that there is like a tiny gap of plastic between the two so that when you're done, you could just snap it off without absolutely obliterating your, whatever you were printing. Um, there is a new way to do supports now, which I want to try it only works if you have dual extrusion printing, so you can print, like, two colors at the same time. Um, and the way it'll work is it prints your regular print with your normal, uh, I was about to say ink, uh, filament. And then you have a other filament, which is a little uh, cloudy. It looks, like, clear but, like, cloudy. And that is actually water-soluble uh, filament. So you actually, it prints just like normal, but then when you take it and you take your print when it's done and you just rub back and forth in warm water, it just disappears. It just breaks apart and falls and, and, and dissolves. So you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to like spend hours with a pair of tweezers, you know, breaking off all of the supports to make it look pretty. You can kind of just rub it in water for five minutes and then you're good. That's unreal. So I can't wait to try that. But infill is uh, 
you could, there's like a bunch of different ways you could do it. You do like cross patterns, like a checkerboard. You could do uh, lightning patterns, like lightning is a new way to do it. It kind of like, it's kind of like a tree. I don't know why they didn't call it tree pattern. Because um, lightning is cooler. Yeah, lightning is cooler. But Duh. it it works more like a tree, less like lightning. It goes from the bottom and then like, you know, a branch will start up. And then when there's going to be more contact points, that branch grows into more branches. Oh, that's And really then that cool. touches the contact points. Instead of spending four hours printing a grid up the entire model, it'll just print like a couple lines that'll then grow to a few more lines to hit the points that you need to hit to support the model while it's printing. Hmm. So that's the infill. But when you're using this flexible stuff, the, the whole point is that's gonna work. to be yeah. flexible. So I don't think you, you just don't print with the infill or you print with like a very, very negligible, like 5% instead of the normal like 15 to 20. Hmm. I don't know. I got to, I got to mess with it. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. Cause that's like that, that I just never thought like, do you even need supports if you're going to have something that's going to be flexible anyway? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll just like not flex back if it doesn't have a little bit of support. But the only thing like when I, when I bought it, I wasn't even thinking of it for like models. I was thinking of it like I could print cell phone cases and I could print like key fob covers for like your, your car keys and like this. Yeah. This is, this is the same basic material. So mine's not going to be clear. Fairly, fairly flexible. I mean, it's still plasticky, but like, yeah. So that's a different type of material, but similar. So I'm kind (laughs) of not going to open CS cases. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not here. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure we'd get a lot of people to watch. I opened up so many cases. Honestly, just stream you opening CS cases. Well, not now. I'm done well, not now. now but I, okay. So like, this was one of our talking points. People love watching that shit. And I, that's yeah, I know I, we were in the chat. People were yelling at me. They're like, wait, don't open it until I get back. But wait, I want to, I want to wait till you get back. <laughs> so, I, this is one of our talking points. This is a great segue, I guess. Uh, me and Bronson got back into uh, Counter-Strike Go. It's been years since I played. And I was actually having some fun with it. And you could get skins by opening up cases in the game. So I was like, yeah, all right, I'll open up some cases. I want some, I want some skins. So let's just go for it. So I open up, like, they had CS20 cases, which are like, the 20th anniversary of Counter-Strike. I've been playing Counter-Strike since that 20th anniversary, which makes me feel old as fuck. But I was like, I like all of those skins. Those are those look like the old guns. If that's what I, I, that's what I want. Yeah. So I was like, I really want that knife. But the knife is like a one in like 1,500 chance, if not more. I think the average they say to pull a knife is one in 350-something cases is is what that is about. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll open up some. It'd be cool if I get the classic knife. Cause it looks like my old. So I bought like 20 boxes. Wasn't that much. Let's just go for it. Pull a knife. Everyone freaks out. So I was like, okay, well that's a thing that happened. Um, so the next day or the next week I got paid again. 
was like, all right, I got a little bit more. Let's buy some boxes. So I bought some boxes. Everyone's on. I pull like a $400 op that like people go crazy for. And I was like, dude, this is how much money for that? I was like, that's about to get sold. They're like, not keep it for a while. It only goes up in value. I'm like, all right, fine, sure. It's like stocks, I guess. Yeah. So and then I was like, man, it'd be cool if I could open up uh, another knife. So I buy another CS20 case. Got another knife. So now I got two knives. Each knife is worth about 200 bucks, 250 bucks. Yeah, they're not like dollar knives. These are like, it's stupid. It's stupid how this works. So then I start opening more boxes. I've, I think total I spent like 250 bucks, somewhere there about, just opening boxes. However, the last time I go to pull boxes, I was like, let me sell, I opened up uh, another knife. This knife is a $900 knife. Holy shit. Now, everyone was like, what? what? How? What the fuck is happening? You're supposed to pull one in like 400 boxes, maybe. How do you keep opening knives? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not doing anything here. Maybe it's because I haven't played in like 10 years and they're just trying to like get me back in. But I now have three knives. And I was like, you know what? Let me, let me sell my other two knives. Get more boxes because I don't need three. I can only use two at once. So I'll sell those. I'll get the money. I'll get some boxes because you can't like cash out. It's not like a casino. Yeah. So I was like, let me spend that. Get some more cases. Buy more cases. Not a lot of them. (laughs) First box. I bought 40. And I was like, I should have just resold the 30. Something after that was left. But I didn't. Um, and I was like, yeah, it'd be really funny if I, if I open up another knife on this one, everyone's like, you're not, but like, let's go for it. First fucking box opens up another knife, $600, $700 knife. They're like, what the whole fuck is happening? So you've gotten basically like two grand worth of shit. I now have on my account (laughs) about $2,300 worth of gun skins. With a two hundred and fifty-ish dollar investment. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't gambling is bad. This was opening up cases is legit gambling. <laughs> so what you're saying is next Tuesday, instead of a raft stream, we're opening up cases. You're doing a CSGO. Well, you and Bronson <laughs> a are case-a-thon? doing a CSGO caseathon. Uh no, Bronson, we 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 blacklisted Bronson. Bronson always has bad luck when it comes to like opening stuff like that. And last week he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy like 10 boxes or whatever, or 15 or 20 boxes. I was like, all right, just be, be prepared. Cause you know, you know. Yeah. And uh, so he goes and he opens up all the boxes. He pulled like, I think one $30 skin and then everything else was just like trash. So, He's like, yeah, I was expected, but it was still fun. <laughs> I was like, gambling is bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of gambling. This is a slippery slope. <laughs> uh, Sifu in the chat goes, uh, if you open cases today, I'll open 90 bucks worth of it tomorrow. <laughs> what is this? The fucking Hamburglar from uh, from Popeye? I'm picturing deal or no deal. <laughs> <laughs> do you want what's in your case or do you want to pick another one? Yeah. No, it's that's uh, Isn't that the Hamburglar? I gladly pay you for a hamburger tomorrow for for some one today or something like that. Wasn't that something insane? Like I, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just that is. Oh my god. Well, I'll think about it. <laughs> I don't need any more. The problem is, I was so lucky. 
that now I'm bored. I opened up four <laughs> knives. Like at this point, it's not even like, oh my God, I'm so shocked. It's just like, wow, another one. Like it's not, it's, <laughs> oh, this one's only $150. Yeah. Everyone was like, fuck you. Uh. <laughs> fuck, fuck. You don't even need it. Fuck you. <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry. Middle fingers everywhere. You know, I, was like, just, I, just, I just wanted to have some skins. I didn't know this would happen. <laughs> Damn my luck being at 20. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I didn't do it. I pressed the button. It's the server side. I didn't touch it. I'm not hacking. Don't take, don't ban my account. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> so, I don't know. But outside of the whole skin thing, Counter-Strike has been pretty fun. I'm waiting for the, the CS2 to come out. I was going to say, is this the new or is no, this No, this like is still the same old, old. Same old. This is still technically the old one. Um, but getting back into it, they're going to be taking everything that's in the old one, the quote unquote old one, um, and moving it into the new one. So that's why I was like, it's safe to open up cases because when CS2 comes out, all of those go forward. It transfers. Over yeah. So I'm like, I'm not losing it. You know, I'm not getting nothing out of it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, that's, that's cool. At least let's, I'll go for it for that. Yeah. So. But it has been fun to get back into it and feel like that competitive kind of mm. FPS again, um, where like you know it's a one v five or one v four, and like your adrenaline starts getting up a little bit. It's like, oh man, I got this. Yeah, I could, I can clutch it. Normally, I'm just I'm the first down, like in any game. <laughs> like that's why I quit Warzone. Granted, Warzone is just hacking now, mm. um, and racial expletives. But like, yay. <laughs> I, I just, I'm always one of the first ones to go mm. like 98% of the time. So that's why I stick to racing games. That's why I usually don't play like games like uh PUBG and stuff like that, because it's like 40 minutes of running around. Then a guy up on a hill from like half a mile away, shoots you in the head. Rinse, repeat. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to, I want to do that. I want to do, I want to do fast. I like playing. <laughs> I like doing it with a group of people, at least. Yeah. Because then you can be like, "All right, I'm going over here. Keep an eye out. Where'd that shot come from? Something like that." But if I'm there by myself, I'm just like, "Hey, oh come on, hey pub guy, did you hear that? Oh, I'll I'll go fuck myself. Cool. All right, thanks, thanks, man. Uh, good luck with the rest of the game. I guess. Oh, you're gonna go left when we're all going right. Fun. This is gonna have. This is gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> That or you get the one like young kid that's clearly way too young to play the game and he's just screaming into the mic or just like doing that. I'm gonna eat my chips like the entire game. And it's just like, dude, shut up. My brother would call them squeakers. Ah. Because they'd always have like the super high pitch. Yeah. Or if they die, they just go into a freaking rage. Yeah. Dad! You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, I do not miss. I'm glad I play games to the point where, like, that's why I usually host my own servers. I don't have yeah. to deal with that. Someone young comes in, I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I like having my mute button. Yeah. On, oh, on I my, just on my stream deck. from the server. I just, I just hit the mute button and it mutes all radio chatter. Mm. It's great. Although some of the saltiness is good, just good amazing. Uh, it it gives me life hearing how angry some people can That's be. That's the thing. Like, 
Like your mutsy stick comment. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just got to go for it. It's it's just what you get. Yeah. You just you open up the the you open up your mouth first and thing first thing that comes out that's what you gotta say. <laughs> Word vomiting insults. <laughs> one one mutt <laughs> one mutt and stick at a time. Stick at a time. That's all I got. I don't know. I, I, it was the heat of the moment. My Italian came out. Mozzarella sticks were on my mind, apparently. And it does say what region you're from, so it, it's it's understandable. Dude, I bet I'm surprised no one in the race after all of the, the laughing was like, so you're from Jersey? <laughs> yeah, I'm the Jersey guy. <laughs> so I guess in talking about gaming, mm-hmm. um, we have a, a couple of, of chats. One is... Actual video game news. Yes. Which is the new Zelda. Yes. So I'm not a Zelda fan, mm-hmm. so I probably won't be playing. But. I spo- completely spoiler free because I haven't gotten into the game enough. <laughs> like I know the basic gist of the story and that's it. <laughs> um, so I don't really know what the hell's going on quite yet. Mm-hmm. But it's innovative. The new game. Mm. Um, it, you take basically remember forge mode in halo yeah. where you could just build shit. Yes. <laughs> That's what tears of the kingdom is. Mm. You build shit in the world of Zelda. Oh, that's why I saw dick boat today. Yeah. Got it. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Now. You, Out of context. I was like, they couldn't have put that in the game. That really, that was <laughs> not from Nintendo. Yeah, you, you, you have an ability to build things mm. using random wood that you find lying around, uh, some, you know, ancient civilization tech. Mm. So, like, there are fans, there are wheels, there's wings. You can, you know, build a glider. So Zelda figured out how to put Minecraft in Zelda. Yes, but you're not... You're you, Yes, but no. It's more like Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts where you like could build cars and vehicles and that mm. kind of shit. It, it's basically that in Zelda. Interesting. But it fits the overall kind of thing. And there's a lot of like mini games like, oh, my cart broke down. I need you to find the pieces to build my cart and fix it. Mm. That kind of stuff. Interesting. People, though, have been... Um, Committing war crimes in <laughs> Legend of Zelda. There are these forest creatures called Koroks. They're like these forest, like, fairy things, mm. basically. And new in this game is every now and then you'll find a Korok with a comically oversized backpack saying, I need to find my friend. Can you help me find my friend? Mm. And the way Nintendo intends you to do this is to build a contraption to get, you know, from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. People aren't doing that per se. <laughs> People are finding every way to torture the Koroks because the Koroks can't die. Ah, So they're torturing them. I've seen them put up on crucifixes. Oh, God. Burnt at the stake. Mm. Put up on metal crucifixes and then struck by lightning. Mm. Uh, put on a spit and roasted, uh, roasted over an open fire. Um, classic. I saw someone build not just a rocket, no. a two-stage rocket. 
<laughs> and people are now calling it the Korok Space Program. Fantastic. <laughs> How high does the ceiling go? You can get up there? Oh, it, you get up there because there's basically three maps. <laughs> there's like the sky map, mm. the regular map, and an underground map. Oh, uh, so you really... So you can get up there. Mm. So someone built a two-stage rocket. It's fantastic. Um, and I've been saying there's two types of Legend of Zelda players. <laughs> One, I saw someone... This is so fucked up, and I shouldn't be laughing at this. <laughs> someone recreated... Don't get us canceled, Bob. <laughs> someone recreated a specific airplane crash. Oh. Using Koroks. Oh. <laughs> um, but then also someone made a working penis. <laughs> Shooting out water. <laughs> and then they also changed the water to a flamethrower. Uh, and then... Ingenuity, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one I saw today was like, me on my way to your mom's house, and it was the the dick boat. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is yep. in the new game?" Someone <laughs> someone also created a uh, a four wheel drive vehicle with independent suspension on all four wheels. It's been like five days. Yeah, four well, days. The, this the best part about the video that I saw with that independent suspension. This guy's like, "Man, this is so cool. Watch this." He set up a steering wheel so you could actually like steer and control <laughs> where it goes. Um, and then he promptly ra- uh, ran over a bush that create that holds fireberries. And they instantly set his car on fire because, you know, the car is made out of wood. Mm. So he's driving and everything blows up and he literally crashes still holding the steering wheel. <laughs> like straight out of Looney Tunes. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, I have been having so much fun not playing the story. Mm. Like, so it's like reverse the first game. Yeah, it's it's basically just cause without the wacky phys, uh, physics. Mm. Like, it's just open world. Have fun. Interesting. Find ways to torture yourself and or Koroks. Mm. See, so I've I've only been hearing about the game. From like the tech side of things, mm-hmm. uh, where they're complaining about the FPS being like locked at thirty, which wouldn't be an issue, uh, but like dipping down to like twenty in like heavily populated areas or like some of the villages or stuff like that. So it's like they're complaining about that, and then reviewers are reviewing the game like ten out of ten, and they're like, "Is that just like a Zelda bias?" Because you guys knock games for not being 60 FPS smooth and mm-hmm. having like texture issues and bugs and stuff like that. And Zelda, the new Zelda game has all of those issues. They have low res models. Mm-hmm. They have frame rate drops into the twenties. Yeah. And you're still going to give it a 10 out of 10. Like it's definitely Zelda bias where they're just like, all right, this game is super fun. It's legend of Zelda. Yeah. Because now ten I, out of ten. Is, IGN has handed out eight 10 out of 10s. Of that, four of them have been Zelda games. Mm-hmm. And they're not the ones that you would think were 10 out of 10s. Skyward really? Swords was in there. Really? Yeah. Everyone's like, really? That one? Not Majora's Mask? Or... Yeah, because Skyward Sword was very clunky because it was a fucking, you are the swordsman, you swing the sword in Zelda's... Yeah. 
So gimmicky. Yeah, that got a 10 out of 10. The Switch remake is obnoxious to play, by the way. So we got it. We haven't... I don't think she's played it much. I don't play Zelda games at really at all. So I think I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild because my wife wanted to see what would happen if I play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, but I think... So the, you need to play Tears of the Kingdom then. The thing I... Well, another thing that people were really turned off on that I've been hearing is that the weapons break real fast. They do, but there's a story reason behind it. Mm. It just seems like extra steps. They put that in for like, don't find the one you like and use all the time. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a reason um, story-wise as to why everything breaks so quickly. Mm. There's a now, whole... When thing. you build contraptions, do those just break or no? Oh, those are the um. Some of them will have like a time limit, mm. um. And Link has like a battery pack essentially. <laughs> so like the things that do the thing, so like a fan or a fire, like laser gun, because mm-hmm. apparently there's fucking laser like <laughs> attachments and flamethrowers and everything like that. I don't need this goddamn sword anymore. I've got lasers. <laughs> Literally. Someone made an attack helicopter um, <laughs> with lasers and missile and launchers. And we're back and to army men, Sarge's heroes. Literally. But you're <laughs> playing Legend Zelda. Um, but, like, there's batteries that Link has on him. And they'll deplete. And then after they're done, that's when they'll start recharging and all that kind of stuff. So, like, that's kind of balanced. Interesting. But so I, you can't just like, I made a fucking Jeep in Zelda. He who I'm running through the forest. Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I made a Jeep in Zelda. We're going, okay, we're out of gas. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> what do you mean? That's just, that's cheap. That's how it works. You know what? That's true. They, they do <laughs> tend to crash a lot. And if you run over those fire bushes, your whole thing is just blown <laughs> up. Yeah. Or if you hit it with the wrong weapon and you'll just break through the wood. Oops. I, I, I did that once. I was trying to get my fan to turn on so I could go. And um, I pulled out the wrong weapon. And I, instead of like whacking across, I whacked down. Just broke it. Oh. And I apparently hit the button too. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just like slammed down and Link hits the wood. And my whole like car just goes. <laughs> and the wheels just like fell off. <laughs> like very comical, like. That's fantastic. But yeah, I, I have been having so much fun doing nothing in this game. So And I may I may play this one. I can see you doing it just to build just stupid for shits and shit. giggles. Yeah. Ah, yeah, probably. That's why I play most games. You'd be the kind of person to build a working dick and balls in Legend of Zelda and have it shoot fire <laughs> and have it kill Ganon or whatever. Just put two giant balls together. And then just go get into walk forward, walk forward, walk forward, walk forward, walk forward. Press the button. <laughs> I did. I, you know, I did actually watch someone kill a Cyclops in the game with a dick and balls. Because there's an ability you have to like rewind items. Oh. Uh, and this person took, it's a literally a stick with two balls attached to it and twirled it around in the area, dropped it got the Cyclops to come to him and hit reverse on the thing. Uh, so it's just spinning around. 
<laughs> it was amazing. I'll have to show that to you all, fair because they are uh, ten out of ten contraptions. Fantastic. Well, I mean that that sounds fun. Uh, I guess that's a new take for Zelda. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is open world do stuff that's not just like run to the next mission or yeah. Personally, I think it's super innovating, and I love the fact that they kind of stepped out of the standard. You're a master swordsman. You need to save the world. Yeah. Like now you're a mechanic. It's still in that <laughs> box, but they've like expanded upon it. They thought outside of the box, but upward instead of like outwardly. Yeah. Like I you're just, still put in your little square, but it's, it's elevated. I guess is the best way to describe it. Interesting. That seems, uh, seems like fun. My wife still has yet to turn it on. <laughs> it's been downloaded, but she hasn't had time. Hmm. So we'll, we'll get to it at some point. Maybe definitely maybe need to play Friday. Um, I would even say, fuck it. Do have a have a uh, well, well, we'll talk off air, but have a uh, Zelda watching party tomorrow. <laughs> Board game night. Watch Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess speaking of uh, Zelda, RPG, RPG, stuff like that. Um, my wife is huge into Stardew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big Big fan of Stardew, but Minecraft, you know, when you get to the farms, you get to the farms. Yes. So, um, we've been redoing our backyard, hence why we, I was talking about doing a deck and all that good stuff. And um, we had this spot on the side of the house we didn't know what to do with. And it's not big enough for really anything, like, usable, usable. I was like, I think we could fit a little garden back there, like, on the side. So, it gets decent amount of sun. I did some math. Looks like a little track out. So we got a little raised bed and we, we put a little farm in. So now uh, we are playing Stardew, but for real Stardew IRL. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff uh, that we're um, hopefully going to be able to grow. Um, this is our first time trying to grow stuff outside without the help of AI because we do have a garden over here with, with a Y. Um, but it's hydroponic and it has a bunch of cameras and it has a robot. So it kind of does all the lifting. We just have to pick it every now and again and eat. Um, that is so cool. Yeah. But the the one outside is a very manual, (laughs) uh, learn how to farm. So we are in my day, I guess that's our, our, my newest hobby. Your, (laughs) our newest hobby is trying to figure out if we could farm. That's So, so cool. Um, since we have been inspired by hot sauces uh, lately, I picked up some habanero plants and some uh, jalapenos and uh, one other one that I keep forgetting the name Poblano. of. Poblanos. Doesn't start with a J. <laughs> it does uh, not. <laughs> and, confirm. you know, we're going to see what that's about and see if we have enough of them to end up making some sort of hot sauce or something with it. Um that's so cool. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. This is our newest thing, so we'll see if we can get some... We'll do some updates. Um, maybe we'll we'll shoot them up on uh, on social medias mm-hmm. with uh, in between, see if things are growing or if we start getting some uh, some fruits and veggies. We'll, we'll take pictures of, of the growth. Um, if you guys have any tips or anything like that, shoot us some messages, comments, you know, the whole nine 
Uh, our website's active. Send an email, whatever. Dude, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Tabletoptrio.com. Um, but we are, you know, excited to try. Um, That's really cool. Like real farming. And then uh, since we're redoing the backyard, that falls back into outdoor gaming. Yeah. Uh, have you guys done outdoor gaming? Do you, you know, do you know if there are people who go um, like to parks and picnic, but they bring board games or like they have D&D sessions like on site places? Um, That's pretty cool. So I had an idea to do like a one shot. In um, in like a like a floral park, like a like a flower kind of a. It's like a park, but like all like nice, like botanical garden, yeah, like a botanical garden kind of thing, and do like a one shot there. Oh, that's cool! Like you know, bring a little picnic basket, have snacks and and that kind of stuff, but do a one shot. Or like you know, we wanted to do stuff in the backyard, but like. Is gaming on a table annoying when it starts, like, the sun to go down or if it's windy and so on and so forth. I so, mean, we, we've we've played D&D outside at your house before. Yeah, once or twice. And it's worked great because, yeah, there are floodlights and, like, that kind of shit that you can put on. Mm-hmm. I don't see why doing it at a park would be any different aside from, you know, sundown. Mm. But, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I know you've been saying you 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 have this like giant like screen. They've been wanting to have like outdoor like video game nights and that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah, the video game nights are a little f- like fun but different because that's like a uh, it's not like board game like game true, game. True, true. That's video game, which you know is tied to electric. But yeah, um, I was just trying to think of like how how usable is it um, or how fun is it to be like outside playing board games and stuff like that or you know playing your favorite um role-playing game mm-hmm. like outside it's weird are you gonna get like quiet because people will be walking by and you're trying to like be a bard or like you know i'm trying to blow something up and like just just random lady <laughs> walks by and i'm just like hey i mean hi <laughs> hello yes what are you doing here so you know i'm just trying to See that is cool, like, and almost like LARPing, but not, but not, yeah. So I want to get D and D. Yeah, I want to get opinions, and you know, see how you guys uh, feel about that, and kind of, oh, I've done that before or not, and then, you know, I know there's people who have like, um, like yearly like vacations, basically, of like they go to like a cabin, like they all. They rent a cabin, like, you have East Coast friends, West Coast friends, maybe people who are in Europe or whatever. They all pick a location, like, a random location. They rent, like, a house, like an Airbnb. They all meet up, and then once a year they play D&D. Like, it's a campaign that's you been running forever. You gave me an awful fucking idea. Well, it doesn't seem like it's awful. And by awful, I mean great. <laughs> Our D&D group, mm-hmm. Cabin in the Poconos in the winter... Just run it for a weekend. Do full 48 hours of Just D&D. play D&D like that weekend <laughs> in the woods. Cozy ass cabin. So that's Great. what uh, we, we used to have a friend who did that in the Poconos. They had eight to ten people go up and they did D&D for like the weekend. That was, that's cool. So, you know, it, just like. 
try to look for like interesting ideas or like something fun, something different. I I've seen one time somewhere on online where this person actually set up in their yard five by five squares mm. and they played D and D, but they were their own character token. Oh, that's fun. So there would be a fight and the, the DM had like, I, like, Items that he that they would like move around and put in the different places, and the DM kind of acted as like the monster they're fighting. So I had an idea, but Elena yelled at me. But it's probably still going to happen at some point. <laughs> you know the Home Depot dragons that they have for Halloween that like breathe smoke. Oh yeah, they're like eight feet tall. Oh yes. So I was going to buy one to two of those because <laughs> they make a couple <laughs> different kinds and use it for Halloween outside, obviously. Uh, but then just have it set up. What are you going to do in the off season? <laughs> have it set up in the yard and then like have a D and D session. And it's like, you know, the thing happens. You finally get to the location. Roll for initiative outside. Everyone outside <laughs> pull up a giant, like rubber D 20. Yeah. They have an inflatable one that you could buy on Amazon. Now they're like, yeah, D twenty. <laughs> I was I had to hold myself today. I was at BJ's and they have D six wood blocks. Oh, they're like almost they're like three and a half by three and a half wood D sixes, and they come with a set of six. And I was like, mm. nope, gotta gotta stay away, gotta stay away. I don't need it. I don't <laughs> I need, need it. it. I want it. <laughs> God damn it! It's like fucking SpongeBob. I was like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, you could have afforded it today. <laughs> I could have. But just besides the point, we can't talk about that. Cannot. <laughs> For the next, uh... <laughs> What's the statute? Year and a half, two years. <laughs> it's, well, it's a later date. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. I don't know. I just... I think that'd be really cool. We're trying to do more, uh, like, change up the scenery a little bit, I guess. Um, try to get some fresh air for summer. You get those nice, cozy nights. Uh, I got to figure out if someone makes a waterproof battle map. Because, um, A, it would be fun to do, like, pool D&D. Uh, but also, I have a hot tub, so, like, hot tub D&D would be pretty cool. <laughs> that'd be pretty That'd be pretty great. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> so, I, I'm just... Your character dies, you have to get out of the hot tub. Get out of the hot tub. <laughs> and now you're going to stand out there and freeze. Have fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of, uh, I guess, stuff going on. I'm trying to get a, a couple new hobbies in just because... Not that I've gotten bored of the ones I have, but just change things up yeah through nothing wrong with through that. doing stuff new hobbies like we've been playing board games left and right yeah. i feel like that's been a a hobby resurgence that's and i i love that yeah like i would love to try my brother and his friends uh, i don't even know what game they've been playing but him and his friends have been getting together every few weeks and doing a legacy game mm. where like kind of like how you were telling us how um like your friends did risk mm-hmm it's another type of legacy game where, you know, you have multiple sessions, like you're going to D and D and everyone plays the game. And then there's not a winner until like 
hours and hours and hours go by. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that would be cool if we started something up like that. Yeah. Because especially if our board game nights become more of a regular thing. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. I, I'm I'm trying to get my 3D printer all set up again to print the game board that I kickstarted. Because mm-hmm. um, it basically goes on a table. Squishy game board. Got it. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> um, the, the, the game board I got has like pieces, like legs that go up. That, like, are adjustable heights. So you can kind of, like, clip them as high as you want. Um, and then the game board goes on top. So you can put, like, a map or whatever or the board game we're playing mm-hmm. on top of the top piece and then still have enough room for, like, your glass or whatever under the table so you're not, like, squished back here trying to, like, take notes and stuff mm-hmm. while the game is going on. You have, like, a basically a second story to the table um, best part about being at the end of the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so less room this way, more room this way. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot that's, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to, to do and, and bring forward. So I'm sure it should be fun. You guys will be seeing it throughout the process. Cause the pieces take like several hours each to print so i'll be able to be like one's done (laughs) by the way here's this thing (laughs) one down 57 to go so yeah i rent the i gotta go to a library and just start bringing the pieces (laughs) (laughs) library i need this room the the 3d printer for like the next eight hours you guys have like nine right cool (laughs) we'll take all of them (laughs) sir you don't understand i'm Look, I'm also printing. I have one here. <laughs> I just need more. <laughs> the problem is I need a lot. <laughs> and I've got the PLA, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I know you uh, usually print in red. I'm going to need you to put these on for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, why does this one smell like cookie dough? Don't ask. Oh, my God. If they ever scented the PLA, that's a, that's a game changer. <laughs> I feel like I've seen scented PLA somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. I know we were talking last week about the, uh, like the wood PLA does smell like wood when you're printing it, but that makes sense because there's actually like wood in the plastic. It's kind of like, I guess it would. It's like a, a hybrid mix of like MDF and and regular plastic. Would would be like my uh, take on what wood PLA is they have scented 3d uh, 3d printer filament oh no Arion e-r-y-o-n-e new to me they have strawberry mm-hmm. lavender mm-hmm. orange mm-hmm. jasmine that's interesting <laughs> tulip tulip green apple I'm assuming these are also like colored the same yeah mango yeah, yeah. Uh, Who wants to smell mango while you print? Rose. <laughs> and yeah, and then back to the beginning. Oh, the black one isn't licorice? No, the black one is... Where are you? Good. Who wants to... <laughs> there is no black one. Oh, no. Oh, I saw a black There's one. Purple. Oh, it's the purple. <clears throat> That's through. interesting. Yeah. A couple of them sound not bad. A couple of them sound terrible. It looks like Tulip is the only one in stock right now. That's <laughs> the one that nobody... What does a Tulip even smell like? That's just flour. 
The scent apparently lasts for two months. That's a long time. Gives off scents and stay for two months. Improved production technique and material has made the fragrance enduring. Experiments testify that the fragrance on print can last two, for two months without fading. I wonder how strong. Like, do you have to get up on it to sniff it? Or like, can I? Can this replace Airwicks? <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> you just print little flowers and they smell like tulips in the area. I love in the frequently asked questions. Oh no. Uh, what can you use scented filament for? <laughs> Number one, trust us. This is, the, <laughs> this is the only filament your wife or girlfriend won't mind you printing all day. <laughs> you know, enjoy, they have a point. <laughs> Number two, enjoy working in the fragrant workshop. The problem is you're not supposed to smell the PLA. You're supposed to put air filters in so that you're not smelling the thing when girlfriend or wife are in a bad are in bad mood you oh, can print a flower i see where this is coming or from or fruit now. scented print for them they can smell and make them happy <laughs> they can smell <laughs> duh make fragrant coins the first filament choice for female friends when they start 3d printing oh god this is so terribly marketed. Oh, yeah. Etsy merchants can print for customers, increase their interest, boost sales. By the time you print it, ship it, and get it to the person, they said it lasts two months. Yeah. That gives them like a, a, maybe a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, schools can teach students to print fruit scents. What? Is, or sorry, fruit scent prints. Are they trying to like upgrade the sticker? Like the scratch and sniff teacher right. stickers. This is this is scratch and sniff, but scratch and print. Print, yeah. print and sniff. Print and sniff. Ugh. This is the next level. <laughs> Congratulations, Timmy. You get a banana. It smells like banana. <laughs> it smells like lavender. Oh man. Oh, I used the wrong filament. Well, you'll be sleepy. <laughs> go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> Why does everything get printed in lavender? No reason. Sleep. <laughs> it's nap time, students. Uh, but I feel like on that note, it's a pretty good jumping off point for us. <laughs> we go print some things in mango scented flavored oh, PLA. Why mango? I don't know. Yeah. Like it the doesn't others, even I understand. smell good. Well, no, I don't even know. What, what is jasmine? Jasmine's a very like, it's, like lavender, just calming. Is jasmine calming? I think so. Mm. I don't know. It just I have it as like an oil from an oil diffuser. I only know it from like rice. I, I don't know it as a smell. Jasmine rice is pretty damn good. Like I don't go to the there's no airwick jasmine. Like that's not a no same thing with mango. I guess there is like summer is like they put a little bit in there. I mean but it's you not get mango mm-hmm. in like tropical stuff. Yeah. But it's not the main. It's yeah, part oh yeah. Of something it's else. not my go-to. It's not my go-to water ice. Right. <laughs> it's good, but it's not my go-to. I don't even like it. Um, but yeah, that'll just about do it for us. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us here on Tabletop Trio. Uh, as always, you could check us out wherever you find podcasts. Um, you can also check us out live on Twitch Wednesday nights, eight o'clock ish Eastern. 
uh, where we go live each and every Wednesday. Tuesdays, we stream some games and all that fun stuff as well. Also, 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, and we'll be doing some other random streams here and there as well. Maybe opening up some... I was going to say cases, maybe. cases or Who something. Who knows? But we'll be doing all that sort of thing. So, uh, for one final time, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. This has been Tabletop True. Thanks for hanging out. Have a great night. Bye. Bronson here of Tabletop Trio. Thanks for lending us your ear holes. Please follow us on our social media accounts, easily accessible through our link tree, especially on Twitch, where we go live every Wednesday night, live at 8.05. See you there. <laughs>